Welcome to Spike Off the Water, hosted by me, Shane. They call me Spike on the Water. Our podcast is all about boating, boaters, boating environments, and everybody that's on the water. We love it, and we want to share it all with you. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get into a new adventure on the water. For years, that's how I got into the other marina because I was doing some work helping them out. Because when you had the clients and the boat needs done, I used to go in and do the, the proper stuff on the inside. I remember yeah, back in was it 2007, I went down there and um, what well, he was working in a boat that sank, caught fire and sank. He okay. pulled it up and he had to redo the, the wiring because it's good. Yeah. His name this just, major structural repair guy, and he put he, up the temporary shed. Yeah, he does every, he builds everything. We were partner up because he wanted to bring a container and have supplies on scene. Because he was supposed to get one of those steel buildings to store the boat in. He was going to team up with the old Alba Marina guys then, and um, set that up. And I don't know what's the story, what happened. I know he was in some kind of trouble. But he was cool. He was cool. Really good at his work. Good at his work. And uh, he just, I think what it is, you know, after a while you lose focus. Yeah. He because he used to have a, a couple guys used to ride motorcycle with. Okay. So I know. Yeah, the, the, the street bikes, like the crotch rocket bikes. Yeah, and. They uh, all click up and have their jackets and they go and. Really have different kind of. He's just a design. He's a good painter. He does a real. He works out of a unit uh, out in Scarborough. Yeah, and he's got every three, four, something. They have five units. And you see all the stuff that he does. He stores stuff for clients. But I said to myself, how can you just. Disappear. And, and, and it's common, it's common. They, like great contractors, they, they travel around a little bit. You can see the world doing what you do for a living. Right? So just for the podcast, could you introduce yourself? Uh, the name is Desmond Hyatt. Desmond Hyatt? Yeah, Hyatt Watercraft Rejuvenation. Right on. Welcome to the Spike Off the Water podcast. It's good to see you again, sir. Same here. And I'm still Spike on the Water every day. You beautify boats, you know? Yeah. But, you, but you say you're not really serving the GTA anymore. No, I go out more of the city. I go up into uh, Lake Simcoe, uh, uh, Peterborough, just started going out into Peterborough, uh, out in King, just outside of Kingston. Yeah. And um, I used to go up in Muskoka, but that client is not that much up there anymore because he's always traveling. So, I mean, doing the boats, rejuvenating the boats and stuff, that's what I enjoy, like the cars. Yeah. So I split it in two. Cause so you, you, you're, you're detailing I have, cars? I have cars. Yeah, have water, yes, one is automotive and one is watercraft. Because it's two different mindset to me. Yeah. Well, it's the same client. They, they have the toys. They have the toys. As someone says, you gotta, you got to figure out where your client hide their toys. 
if the toys are up north, do you see what I'm wearing? And the cars are here. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised where my guys got their toys. Some of them are way down south, down Fort Lauderdale. That's the thing. You wanna, down there? No, that's. I've been to Miami a couple of ago. But someone said to me, "You gotta come down to Miami," and I said, "That's a different ball game." Oh, yeah. Because once you get to the border and they see my truck, they actually know where I'm going. Because my truck is basically marked up. The first time I crossed the border with all my equipment, they gave me trouble. Yeah, you think you're going to come in this country and work? But I just picked it out from the dealership and I had to go catch UPS before they close at 6 p.m. Yeah. And at 5.30, and I said to the guys, I don't think I'm going to make it. The guys said, why? And they said, they're going to send it back tomorrow. Because I just picked up my truck from the dealership, the invoice, and I said, here, I just picked it up. So I couldn't dump out the stuff. He looks at me and he says to me, uh, let me talk to my superior. And look at me. They're all by the book then, boys, right? Yeah, they yeah. just follow letter by letter. So he goes to me, said to me, go. And I said, man, let's hope I can make it. I boogie. And then I had somebody call me. If I can do a car. I saw my truck. I said, no, I'm not, I don't work in the States and I'm not allowed. Oh, I said, you're not listening to what I'm saying. But I exactly knew who was doing it. It was the same guys at the border who were doing it. That's what they operate. So I finally got to UPS at five minutes to six. And I explained to them, and the guy goes, oh, you pushed it. I said, yeah. I saw one guy in uh, 62, Niagara Falls Boulevard. And he, he knows. And he looked at the radar, he looks at me, and I'm going, and he goes, uh, so I ended up going, get the stuff, came back, and they stopped me when I was coming back. <clears throat> and I said, what do you got in the back? I just picked up some stuff, some on the seat here, and a little bit I could squeeze in the back because I was late. And I experienced it, so the guy said, can you open up? I said, open up. One of the guys took out his knife and stabbed the box, and the superior gave him hat. I said, you stupid. I said, what if that thing in a blow? What are you stabbing for? Wait, you have a solvent in there? Yeah, but I had, he took all this knife to stab into the box to rip it out. No, no, that's why. So one of the superiors gave him heck. He said, you're dumb. Well, you are what if this guy was crazy yeah. to want to do a suicide thing, kill off everybody? Yeah. But so we know who he is. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, the guy said it's too late. It's moving for some serious things, eh? It's not super hazardous, but if you're stupid, you can get hurt. Yeah. So, he apologized and said the damage is done because my stuff is leaking. The damage is done. Oh, what can we do? So, we, not me, your superior is going to be with you. So, eventually, everything was squashed. When they came across the canyon inside, they were talking to the guys, they were talking to me. And I just showed them the, the uh, split, the, the, the slip that the US guys gave me. And the guys said, just go. Yeah. I said, yeah, because my stock is, is leaking out. I said, guys, just go. But every since I go back to, the, to Buffalo, back and forth to pick up my supplies, and I don't have a problem since. I hear you. Uh, the guy yeah, just, there's a lot, a lot of things we get from the States where it's just, it's hundreds, <coughs> sometimes thousands of dollars cheaper just to go across the border and take it. People said to me, why don't you have a chip? Because one of the US officials said to me, why don't you have a chip into Toronto? And I said, put it, I said, let me put it to you another way. Get it from the guys in the States, 
the ship it to in Buffalo, I go across. That means this guy is eating, this guy's have food on his table, I got food on my table. He never said another word again. He goes, wow. I said, yeah. You know, so, you know. so I said, um, that's the way it is. So I've been going on for what, 20 years last year, crossing the border. I know Bailey back here, she was living in Buffalo, and that was the only reason I went over there. I try and avoid crossing the border. I, I don't care for the investigations. I don't care for the trouble. I usually go into, um, what do you call it there? I usually go to Queenston, Lewiston Bridge. Okay. Yeah. Peace Bridge? No. I go once in a while, but they're the pain in the ass, because they had dig up my car some 30 years ago. Okay. For some other reason. But I always go, when I'm crossing for business, it's Queenstown Lewiston Bridge. So they know the truck. <coughs> uh, since the past two years, they start calling me by my first name. Is that right? They call you Desmond? Two years ago, the guy said, Desmond, where are you after? And I'm going, um, this is where I'm going. He says, who is, who is in the truck with you? I said, just me and God. He looks at me, he's being sarcastic. He says, no. No. That's what it is. You know, so what it comes down to, oh, I would say send to your, your assistant there. You gotta do yourself differently. Do your own thing different. Can't be following the uh, the crowd. You gotta do your, like you're doing your whole thing. I see you, I don't bother you. Yeah, I'm, I'm hustling because, every day. Yeah. And I do it a little different. I get some suggestions from some old school guys. <clears> yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. I see the way they did it in the old school, and you know what? They don't grow a company, they don't train young people, they're not bringing 10, 15 new people to the water each year, and that, that's the way I set up my system, so there's opportunity for young people. I want them to see it, I want them to feel it, I want them to be out there, get some boat rides in their skulls, right? Not everybody has the opportunity or takes the initiative to go to the water, but when you have skills, it's time, it's time in 2020 to start using those skills forward, you know what I mean? The skills, I said to everyone, uh, today's society is about the internet. It's not about thinking and actually doing. Because imagination on what? Everything that we have here comes from here. People think of it, says no. Imagine it's from here. But it takes a process. It's a journey to develop that. Yeah, mastery is not a joke. Mastery is a journey. So I so said to people, I fail millions of times, but that's how I learn. There's a saying goes, the master fail before the beginning starts. And that's how we learn. You didn't just get up today and on myself, get up today and just start doing a boat or a car. It takes you years. I've no, got even, even when I study the Marine Tech Rec. Right? I was three and a half years in college studying everything and anything to do with boats. Yeah. But when I come out, you know what? I was in an administration job. Right? I was working in a unionized environment yeah. with the city of Mississauga. And I wasn't feeling it. Like it was, it it's was, not you. It was oppressive is what it was. Yeah. The, it's not the, 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 the amount of steps I had to go through to change a light bulb, clean up a garden path. You know, change a wire on the dock, and it's like I'm capable of all these things, but know that's somebody else's job. I'm like, I'm a thinker doer, right? Give, give me a task and let, let me attack. Please, I want to move. I want to move on this. 
and that's how the boat detailing thing came to be. They didn't train me to, to buff boats, to refinish wood, right? To, to like replace floorboards, to belay myself off the fly bridge of a boat and get a perfect glass mirror finish. They didn't teach me those things. I decided I wanted, failed a bunch of times, fell a bunch of times, hurt myself a bunch of times. You know who the but gentleman is? now I save everybody else the, the trouble. You know who the gentleman is? Marcel. Marcel, that's the name. Marcel, where are you, man? We miss you in Toronto, bro. He's, that's who he is. Since 2012, that was the last time I saw him. He was notorious at Out of Harbor Mike. You know, when he's there, you know, everybody knows he's there. His character is fun. He's <coughs> fun as well, but he's, serious, serious. He knows his stuff. Yeah. That's one thing I must say. He may have other issues, but he knows his stuff because sometimes it's just me and him alone there. And when he said to wait for it, it's two to three hours before he shows up. Because he works basically around the clock and he's going here, he's doing this, he's doing that. So um, over the years, I think was it last year, I tried one of his numbers and no response. So I don't know if he's still here or if he went, but went to, because I heard he wanted to do something in Jamaica. True, true but, enough, if he was in the city, yeah. if he was free and walking around, yeah. he would have checked in on one of you or me. Because even one of his Not friends, yeah, one of his friends said, a couple years ago, he said, I haven't seen him. You know, so I'm not too sure if he went in or... Or went out. Yeah, you know, because he's very good. And everybody said, nope, he's good. Uh, one of the boats that he was doing uh, in 2007, <clears throat> they took it out of the water, and I was helping him doing some stuff, and he was rewiring the whole boat. And I'm going, uh, and I said to him, you're not stupid. What is going on here? How can you take a boat that's burned inside and you come and do this type of work? So what's going on? And he looked at me and he said, it's just like you. You can take a boat or a car and work on the interior or the exterior, you bring back the paint. I said, yeah. So what happened that day, there's a cloud came over from the city, came just past us. And I can hear like a vacuum like, and I said to Marcel, I go, what's that? He goes, nah, just somebody making a, a, a sound. I go, no, 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 no. He goes, what are you talking? I said, the cloud's taking up the water. He goes, no, and I said, come look. Water smoke. <clears throat> yeah, come to suck up the water over to the lake. And I said, I said, Mark, look. He goes, no, I said, take a look. So I said to him, I said, how fast can you run? He goes, what do you mean? It's coming back. So we are talking, and after a sudden, never seen two guys just jump up and fly in a boat. Literally just dive over and just throw a top over it. That thing that was so much water. Some houses in part of the city got flooded. And so much water it took up all the lake and brought it back. Because when I got back in the city, they said, we never seen so much water. I said, from a cloud that come in from the lake, he said, yeah, that's where it was. So that's why, yeah. Here, here in Toronto, you see that? Yeah. 2007 I, I, in the summer. I hear, I hear about it happening around the Kingston Thousand <coughs> Islands. Water spouts happen more down the St. Lawrence, yeah. but here in the harbor, that's kind of rare. Yeah. Like, I'm on the water every day, but 2007, you see it Yeah, the first time I saw it with my own two eyes, and he said, buddy, can't bother climbing up. We're jumping up and dive on it because this thing is coming. Yeah. And within about an hour, 
bright sunshine like nothing happened. Like nothing happened. And everybody goes, what happened? And Marshall would say, <laughs> they said, the cloud suck up the water. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, that was the cloud. They said, what? I said, yeah. So we, we did went on the, the water. I went to Hashbridge's Bay. The guy's good. So I just said to myself, I guess it's what around you, if there's a lot of negative around you. Because I know a couple of the young ladies that one of them I did call her and she said she was kind of nervous of talking to me. And she said, no, no, I'm not picking you up. I'm just a friend of Marcel. And she's, when I talk to her, she goes, you're the quiet one that always sit down just quiet. I said, yeah. She goes, oh my gosh, she says, I haven't heard from him. And they ask me all the time, right? They ask me all the time, where's Marcel? Where's Marcel? And it's like, dude, he disappeared when he pops up. It'll be cool, right? You come out to a caravan party of mine that I used to have yeah. in the West End of Lindemere. I had my shop there for mm -hmm. a bit. And he came through and he was chilling. We got talking about setting up a supply depot in a container uh, right there at Outer Harbor mm -hmm. and, and having it movable. So we can hit a few yards and hook people up instead of them traveling all around to find supplies. Because you I would. need for spring. That's what the, all the work we do. But I the main competition is always the people that do it themselves. And they ask us for favors and ask us for direction and ask us for help. Help and no money. That's what I stopped. Because a guy used to call me up and used to pretend like a detail about his competition. Call me up. And I said, you know what, guys? I have to figure this out. So what I'm going to start doing, you want information, it's $100. Yeah. And I, I do my DIY class. Ask me anything you want yeah. for two hours, $300. Yeah. And I'll be happy to talk to you all yeah, because the way it's, it's, And I'll sell you the products. They might do the polish themselves. And I'm like, tell you what, on your boat, you're going to need at least four different polishes. That's four different pads. You're going to want three of each pad, and you're going to want three of each polisher in case one break down, tear up, dirty up, and get messed up. Then you need microfibers, then you need power cords. And I tell you what, the you know, 2,500 bucks I'm asking for you, just to stock up to prepare to deliver that task, you're up around 13, 1,400 bucks. And then you're taking away your time to do the work. So I think I'm being pretty fair with my rates. So you tell me it's expensive, but legit. I gotta deliver four or five staff to this job to make it disappear in an afternoon and say, well, you're gonna spend two weeks to do it. Maybe not to the same standard we're doing it. But Desmond, let me ask you. Yeah. What are you doing on the water these days? These days, right now, uh, once the temperature gets back warm, I'm back on the water, uh, out east and up north, taking care of my clients' watercraft. And that's about keep them rejuvenated and maintain them. That's about it. Are you doing any systems? Yeah, I mostly do the rejuvenation, and then I go back to do a maintenance care. Okay. And that's about it. So you're recommissioning, you winterize for them as well? I uh, know. No, no you're, you're sticking with the detail and task? Sticking, sticking with that, because that's where I find that um, a lot of the clients prefer that. They have already got people who does winterizing. Who knows, maybe somewhere down the road, if I get like an assistant, I might get into the winterizing. And that's another possibility to look into, to do winterizing. We can network for that, you know, because so. I get calls 
my online presence is very strong. Yeah. You know, and I get calls in places and I can't be at the same time as they want me over here. So we've got a network for that. So, so that's the thing I see where um, the States, it's a different ball thing. It's a strange country. Yeah. <laughs> They're so paranoid about everything. But in the, in the watercraft industry, it's a huge industry. So it's over 50,000 different options. I realize in the watercraft industry, over 50,000 different options. So as long as you're willing to travel. As long as you're willing to, and that's what it's all about. Because I've got a, a gentleman that I know, Scott, of uh, Sandy Cove Marina. He's got clients all over the place. Yeah, his family. Yeah, we were out at the orbit room the other night. Yeah, we knew his old man as well. I don't yeah. know, you know, my family business is here at the Trade Center. My mom is in the car. We used to rent the wheelchair just to see his dad. Okay. So, there it is. It is. <laughs> Sorry. There it is. There's always something to do. Yeah. Something to create. And that's what I always say to people. that are constantly think and do. Imagination always running, running wild, you know. But it's always a journey because I can vision a boat or a watercraft or finish. But it's the journey to get there. Yeah, looking forward. Right? You know, looking forward. See the finish from a disaster, right? You got to see the other end of it and, and be able to move through it step by step. It's all layers. I, I teach yep. my, my crew to think in layers. Yeah. Peel them back, build them back, peel them back, build them back. And beautiful boat is, is waiting for you, but you have to go through the motions. You got to go through, it's, uh, you got to go through a step. Like you start from zero up to ten. And I always say to everyone, what are we doing in life? You got to start from zero. You got to learn to crawl first before you can walk. You can't expect you want to go to the top. Can't fly today. And right today's now. society, you're flying. And when you're flying and when they, the, 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 uh, the hair runs out, they drop. I mean, I look at it today where there's so much done things to be doing in the automotive and the watercraft. There's so much to be done. And also, you can't find no one because everybody says, hey, it's the internet. So the internet is what? You know where the internet came from? You say, where? It's from your brain. That's where it we came from. It. We made the same it's thing. It's just spilling more and more brain and organizing it in a, in a nice way that you can access it quicker, more thoroughly, deeper, further, no borders, go on with it, right? Yeah, so that's the thing where um, uh, there's other marinas down in, what's it, uh, Brockville, Bowmanville, Beansville, don't by the water there. There's Kingston, there's so many small, you can't, everybody, we can't all, we can't be everywhere at the same time. Can't be anywhere. So that's why I said to the guys, you gotta pick and choose. You can do Lake Simcoe, you can do Peterborough, and you can do out just outside of Kingston. That's it. But I've got a new tool coming that will help organize a lot of that because 
the, the biggest problem I find is referring somebody and you don't know what their process is and they don't take responsibility for it and they don't share with you the feedback that they got with the client. But trust me, when you get back to that client, they tell you it didn't go good. You ruin your own name by referring somebody. But ha having somebody take responsibility for those tasks is something we've built into our own app. What I do over the years, and if I'm from growing up in Jamaica, what I do growing up, when you recommend someone, I always say to them, try them out. If you don't like it, move on. But don't try to ruin somebody's name. Because I can, somebody can come to me, or what they do nowadays, I will see someone work, and they just ask for a card. That's it. And I said to the person, this is what I see that person doing, so give them a call. You don't have to say I give it to you, but just give them a call and see. And more, most of the time it works. You don't have to pick them up too much, you don't have to put them down at all. It's like, it's, I've it's, heard they're capable, and you can ask. Good luck with that. Here's what I do, and here's what I can offer you, and if it's helpful, great. It's like my client, just before we finish, is my client, they recommend your friends to me. And I said, first of all, Desmond doesn't play. Deliver right now. You may need to start with your garbage, you're done. He cut you off. He doesn't play. So I can give his number and he will talk to you. And it's like me, I talk to it on the phone and I can tell right away, I said, no, it's not gonna work. And one guy said to me, oh, I got tons of money. I said, you gotta, you, you're gonna need it. <laughs> That's it, right? Yeah. No, it's, it's, if they go outside of my value structure, it's like, you can join the blacklist real quick. Like, don't stress me out. I want to be of service. I want to work. I want you to play. But this is the way things work. You know? I need absolute confirmation. I need absolute payment in advance. I need absolute security for my crew, for my people. Some of them young, some of them women. Some of them, they're in places where they're vulnerable, right? While I'm running around. I want to know if things are safe, things are legit, things are taken care of from my value standpoint. And, my learning and developing over 20 years, how you can get caught up, how you can get in trouble, how you can get taken advantage of, right? And there's enough of them that will try, you know? But I've gotten to a point now where, yeah, no fuss, right? You learn, that's what, that's what I said. It's, 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 a, it's a journey where you can, uh, you go, like for me, sometimes I'll drive two or three hours just to go look at a boat. Yeah. And I look at them there. Do you do that for free? For free, I used to, but I stopped. Good. I learned. You know what I said? Everything is a, it's it's a, a learning good. process. Yeah, Guess one day I said to a friend, a friend of mine, I said, I'm going to look at a boat. He went for free. I said, yeah. But it, became, it was just a joke, but I learned. So the next time, this is my price. And if the person said, well, can you just give me a ballpark? I give you a wicked price. Which I don't like to give price because you always get yourself into trouble. The gentleman said, how much are you supposed to do this boat? I got to see the boat. Yeah, I say, I say it's a million dollars cash. I don't do blind estimates, but for a million bucks, I'm sure I can take care of it. So I said to the gentleman, I said, he said to me, if I send you a picture, I said, that doesn't mean anything to me. I got to see it from my own two eyes. I got to scratch it, sniff it, touch it, roll around it a little bit, and, and, and he, I'll know for sure. He goes to me, let me call you back. I said, don't bother. Don't waste my time. You gotta go play this game. No. So sometimes I go up and I will see a boat up front, and I said to the client, 
I need this book for about three days. I said, well, can I get help? I said, I do it by myself. I need it for about three days. I know it's not going to take me three, but that's my insurance. Yeah. I want to finish the boat. Like sometimes some of the boats is just in tears. And I go in and I finish the guy said, says, uh, I'd love to take this out on the water, but I can't. I said, why? So I just want to see a glass of wine and sit back and just admire your work. So this is crazy. How can you take a car, a system from a car, and bring it into a boat? I said, one is on water, one is on land. The key is you got to get product that doesn't make you sick. There's a lot of products on the market. I see them as a garbage because it's just a relabel. And the guy would tell me that, oh, this is the best product. Buddy, this is a relabel. I know exactly who makes this because of the smell. And you know where you're another word again. But that's what it comes down to. You got to be willing to uh, have an open mind and be different. Too much ego out there today. A lot of egos out there, and that's the problem in today's society. You know, if you see a young lady, you might offer her a job, or a young gentleman, you offer her a job. The first thing they tell you, it's too hard. Nothing in this world is easy. One thing that kind of surprised me about Marcel, that he disappeared, uh, whatever he does wasn't easy. He can look at the boat and match the paint. That was a major scene. He looks at a boat and he matched, he could have a, a hole like this. And he patch it, and when he go back, he goes, where is it? And he goes, you seen where I did the work? I said, yeah, what somebody is, can't see the work. What I can, I can see, and I can see where, how you match it. But for you to have that skill. It's a lot of practice. And you, you just disappear. Said, um, that craft, it's gone. It's gone, and that's that's a craft where, for him, he could have gone to the Netherlands. He could have gone to uh, Switzerland. And he's I think go. he trained in the UK a little bit. I think, I think he went somewhere and did some training. But he was so good where this industry here is people who know you. And you know people because everybody's watching. Dogs talk. I go to one of my clients out in uh, last a new client in Peterborough, and she said to me, "Park your truck against the water." And I park it. You know how many people find pass and and point and say, "Look, look." Because I had my truck right beside the water with boat logos on it. And, this, and then buddy looked at me and goes, oh, he's cleaning the boat. And the guy said, he's not cleaning the boat. He's rejuvenating the boat. The guy said, what's that? The guy said, I just told you what he's doing. He's cleaning back the boat. That takes a lot of cash, you know, so, yeah. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah. Maybe two. What is your earliest memory on the water? Where did it start for you? When did you, when did you touch the water and say, hey, this is cool with me? 2003. 2003? Yeah. What do you mean? you never been in a canoe, a kayak, had a little fishing boat you thought, as like, a baby? Okay, okay, earliest, earliest, that would be in um, uh, Kingston, Jamaica, back in the... Um, in the late 70s. 
that's a rough water. This is the pretty water here. <laughs> it's the road. Once you go in, the boat will go like this. Yeah. So that's in the, in the late 70s. What were, you doing too, what were you doing in the late 70s on the water? Just going down for uh, a Sunday stroll, downtown Kingston, Jamaica, see the boat. He said to the guy, can I come on board? The guy said, sure. Yeah. They come on board. He's like, whoa. And he goes, no, no, I'm coming back out. <laughs> like here, here is mostly... Uh, Back in 2003, one of my clients offered me to help him out with his boat. And it was just outside of Kingston. And it took me three days to do a 36-foot cobalt. And after that day, my eyes were like never the same anymore. It was like... But it was fun. I took, <clears throat> I took some time off and on, off and on. Because I wanted to go in my own direction. Not what the masses is doing. Just going to my own direction. Took a while and went in my own direction. You know, so now we're looking forward to the next step. You know, it's get more out there. You know, pick a pick a plant to seed, I should say, and go back and water it. Well, you know, I got my own boat now. I got the Lake Pearl. I got a 22 foot rip. That's a good time, man. Across <coughs> the lake, sink out for 45 minutes. So for a service the islands. The islands that are hot and cold, hot and cold. You know, they're with the yacht clubbers. Sometimes they want to work with you, and sometimes they want to work internally. Hey, I'm all good with that. I got plenty of land side boats. We're serving Bowmanville around the St. Catharines. So you're mostly, yeah, you're mostly just. Lake Ontario, sure. Yeah. yeah. Mostly, but I get called up to Collingwood, Midland. I've been up to Sarnia, Windsor. For, for me, I used to advertise in the magazines, but I never used to get any calls. It's just, uh, what do you call it, their um, competitors. But how I get my business is basically from my word of mouth, the, the original way, from my clients. So this, I got a friend up here, I got a friend here, I got a friend in Georgia and they would be willing to go. So as long as he pays me for my time, I'm, I'm there, and I load up and go. And, and that's how I get the clients. And you realize that these are the same people that live in Toronto, but once they go north, they're different. Uh, Your mindset switch, eh? Yeah? I, I should they cut rate when they go up there a little bit, eh? We drive out to Peter uh, to Lake Simcoe. I was up there a couple of weeks back in September, up in August. I'm going like, these are not cases see in the city. Up here they're calm. I go, must be the air. One lady said to me, no, it's the water. They get away from that uh, hustle and bustle. They come up here, it's nice and calm. So everybody got a second to say, oh, let me sit for a minute with a coffee or a glass of wine. In the city, I grab the phone. But I, one thing I realized in Europe now, they are putting a, 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 a cut down on the cell phones now. They count it down on the cell phone. After 6 p.m., that's it. Oh, is it? Yeah. The company cannot contact you. You cannot contact the company after 6 p.m. It's a law now for the past three years now. Yeah. People got to go home and rest, spend time with their family. Yeah. It's all in North America, you can 24 hours a day. value before capitalist value. That's what I'm doing now. I've gone back into doing back what I dreamt of doing all these years. I take care of my clients, they take care of me. And that's it. Somebody wants to come on board. My client, somebody said to me a couple of years ago, somebody has to die before you take on, take on somebody else, eh? I said, yeah. 
I don't want this thing where you come in and out like a yo-yo. Come in, you stay. It's like a 360 because majority of my clients know each other. Or they know somebody that I know, they know. Because sometimes I go to a client's house for dinner and I walked in and I seen cars pull up and I'm going, uh oh. It's a small world. And I get up, my head goes, What are you doing here? I said, What are you doing here? Because <laughs> we have been friends since school days and I'm going, Oh boy, it's a small world. You gotta be very careful. So, when they talk bad, it talks faster. When they talk good, hey, that's real good. It, it, it's good, but I always say you got to keep your head up. I mean, I, you do your own thing, I do my own thing. I said to people, I don't, what it comes down to, I don't have the time to sit down and let's chit chat. Because you don't have the time. You're the ability of your... Except right here, right now, on the Spike Off the Water podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you're doing your own thing, I'm doing my own thing. You gotta carve, uh, carve out a niche and go your home. I always said to people, take the road, let's travel. If the 401 is jammed, take the road, that let's travel. You could do Kingston too, yeah. Iowa too. Yeah. And Iowa too, get you straight so to I Kingston. Just this morning, I had to go out and reach to get this sign. Mm -hmm. They don't open until 9, yeah. but I reach out there from 7.30, and then I come back on 2 to come reach back here. And that's what I said to With minutes to spare, and it's just across town. Right? Yeah, and I said to people, and I said, how I know to get to Kingston is that years ago I used to have a car, a sports car. I took my brother and said, let's drive on Lakeshore Boulevard, follow it where it goes. And I get up into Ajax and I'm going, I would too. I said, let's keep driving. Get into Kingston. I'm well, you get to explore. You take a different road. You expand. You expand your IQ. Like, That's exactly I'm, what it I'm is. Capable of much more now. So, if the 401 is jammed, I know exactly where to go. Because you know, it's like I said, because just by just going for a Sunday drive, and I said to a lot of guys who own businesses, go for a Sunday cruise. Get up early in the morning. Take your wife or your girlfriend, or if you don't, take yourself and the big guy upstairs. Just go for a cruise up north. And it's amazing to see what you come up with by driving, the design, the federal things that you come up with. And you come up, you mean vehicle. When you get back in the city, it feels, it feels good. In the city, it's like going out of the city, it's like it's open up. Open roads, open horizons. That's why I love my boat rides, man, because yeah. it, it opens your mind. Right? The oxygen, the you know, the lack of buildings, the lack of concrete, the lack of distraction, right? All of that means more space for you to think. I'm looking at bringing in other things down the road, like you know, uh, but it's insurance you gotta look at. Because some days say you could have told both for a client, but they say you know what, it's the insurance. You know, you gotta look at there and see what's going on. You may say it's more liability, but that's hard to get because they want to charge you another different type of... Well, I tell you, we've got this um, shipbuilder's policy. And, uh, you know, unless we do anything to it, I tear it down and put it back together and I'm coming for it, right? But, uh, 
it took years to build up to that. It went from two to five to ten million liability, just because of the size of the bolts that I started dealing yeah. with, and then there's multiple bolts in the right. Yeah. We're going to be working in around an indoor heated shed. Fifteen bolts, fifty, sixty footers. These are million dollar yachts, right? You got, for for, you for me, secure. You got to be covered, and they got to be secure. And, you know, just keep it transparent and open above board with all these locations that have a ton of responsibility. They got to make sure it's safe. They got to make sure it's legit. And they still want their customers to get served whenever they want to get served. But there's a lot of barriers to entry depending on. You know how well you know them. You have a good relationship. Have That's the key. That's the key. I said right. to people, somebody will. Uh, they, they know you. They like you, and they want to do business with you. Three things. It could be more, but this is my three things. They like you. They know you, and they want to do business with you. So, sometimes the road may be difficult, but if you got these three things, you will go in. Forward. You will move forward. So that's one of the reasons sometimes I said like, um, I will go for a drive just to go see where the marinas are. When they go off on these little side street, they go, okay, from the air, you see these patches, but when they get off and start driving, it goes, wow, this is where the idea toys. They don't hide it in the city, it's underwater, so. Yeah, you're looking at other things, what they can do. Most of my clients are private, you know. I don't really get too much like into the marinas, but... Insurance work? No. That could start down the road. I got, I got a good amount of that. So that, will get, that can come down the road. So like I said, as time goes by, they start to open up a little bit more. So no, I'm going to stay in contact because I, I know you're in places and, you know, the way you explain to me, the way you deliver your, your service, I say you can check them out. I know in a few years and I'll work hand in hand with you. But, but you see the work, you see the person and you said, oh, the, the, the key is that once you see someone, you see them on the road or you see them uh, at the marina or, or so, they're going somewhere. But they consider the person, that's, that's how people gave up my number. They see the truck and it goes, where do you find time to, to work on your truck? Sometimes I just get up early and just get on it and go from there because that's my office and that's my unit. Because one of my previous clients said to me about last week, just can I put my car in the back of your truck? <laughs> what kind of truck you have? <laughs> I have a, 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 a Mazda B3000 slash Ford Ranger. Okay. So he said, can I put my car in the back for you to work on it, man? It's been a while. So, and that's it, was, my, was a good client of mine for years. Until one of his partners get really get, start going different ways. So I just said part ways. Uh, yeah, so since 2015 up until last week, first time I spoke, we spoke. When you see what happened, you see me, he goes, look at you. The truck says hired, your plate says hired, and your jacket says hired. I said, I'm happy for you. Oh, brand man. But brand that's, what, why you do it that way? <clears throat> because that's my name. My last name, and that's me. That's why I identify myself. So now I get to the, even when I cross the border now, it goes, hey Desmond, 
on your after. This is where I'm going. You know the trail. I said, yeah. You gotta go park and go. I said, no problem. And it's funny for them, when, when, you know, when you build that that familiarity yes. time, eh? But true state, me, when I go and get into a new section, they can't believe who I am when they Google it, right? Because I, I built it up so yes. many years. And just, that's the guy going to the water. That's the boat guy, right? And it's like, you pop up in places and there's, you never see us because we work 16, 18, 20 hours, major, major projects, and then come out and try and enjoy life. No, I'm going to bed. Maybe once in a while you might see my face, but if you ain't on the water, it's not like you're going to run into me all that long. Here's a saying that uh, it's 24 hours in a day. You have eight hours to sleep. What do you do with the other 16? Right. So you got to figure out you have 16 hours to do. So there's a lot of times that you lost. You got to figure out now how to get that time back to get it more productive. It's still going to take you a break to have your health, which is the number one thing I said to everyone. Your health is more important. Number two, take care of yourself and your clients. But your number one is your health. Sometimes I gotta get a downtime to just jump in my truck and say, I'm going for a drive. That's it, I'm going for a drive. That's a little bit of a little bit of a vacation there, but it's also a little bit of a thinking vacation. Blowing out the truck. Get so away. People ask me, you would drive that far, you would go that far. I'm like, you know what? I enjoy a road trip. You know, I like to see the countryside. I like to smell different air. It's okay, and there's a boat on the other end of it. My gas and a nice lunch that day is already paid for because that's the arrangement I make before I go. Two fifty, minimum. Right? They just tell me, who are you? What boat you got? Where's it at? What is your basic expectation? I'm going to come see it and assess it in person. Yes. Any money you give me is rebatable. I credit it towards the invoice. So nobody loses. Everybody wins. I get to travel where you thought I wouldn't travel. And you get to get service where you thought you couldn't get service. We will get her done. It's not a problem. Just be cool. Follow the game plan. All right? Let's keep on an even keel. Let's keep it straight. Let's keep moving forward. So one more question yeah. I have for you. And then we got to wrap this yeah. one up. Because this is an epic conversation, bro. We, we brought a lot of value, a lot of gold for like boat people out there, for anybody interested in like, you know, just thinking about how do these people's minds work, right? Like I say a lot of random things and try and drop philosophies sometimes that it just, it's a very natural flow out of me because we spend enough time in the horizon, horizon that we get to think, we get to process. So the question I have for you is, you know, there's so many different things happening yeah. on the water. There's so many niche trades. There's so many different characters, but there isn't enough young people looking at it still. And we're trying to create these spaces for young people to say, hey, boats is maybe a thing I'd like to check out. The lifestyle or the industry. How do people get into it, in your opinion? Just go and knock on doors. Just ask. And that's what I said to myself, I'm going to ask more myself. Because I'm more of a quiet guy, the thinker, the, the, uh, the reverse guy that, uh, the, I call myself the, the reverse detective. I was trying to look at something and pull back, keep pulling it down. Listen. <clears throat> listen. And the key is listen. And also, um, just smile a little bit more and just ask. 
something, you know, where can I, do you know someone that needs to get their boat taken care of or their cars or their home? Just, just ask and be upfront, you know? Just keep it, just keep it straight. It's keep it very, simple. Very simple way of Simple way so of thought. That, that was all I could pray for because I had no mentorship. I had nobody to tell me a story and say, oh, you can just ask. You can just go down to the boat and just ask. And you know what? I figured it out. It's like, I have to go and ask. Put on my roller skates, brush and bucket, go down to the water and say, hey, can I scrub your boat? Can I clean your boat? Would you let me on your boat? No, I'll make it nice. And, you know, I started at a dollar a foot, and now I can charge five, six hundred dollars a foot for some of the missions that we got to do on boats. Okay, what are we doing but here? But it was a long path. It's 20 years to build that value, but it all starts out with investigation, listening, ask a few key questions, and be of value, be of service, and exceed expectations. Don't overpromise and underdeliver. Right? Be accurate. Know what you're capable of and ask for more information, ask for help if you need it, but more times than not, you're gonna make some mistakes and learn from them, and own up to them, take responsibility for them. For, for young people, uh, let me say young people, in general, you wanna do something in, 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 for yourself, you gotta go into yourself. Aim I, believe in yourself, and use your brain. Please. The main thing, aim high. Believe in yourself and use your brain. And that's it. It can't go wrong. You got, you're going to get a lot of no's? Ah, maybe. Let me think about it. But there's 10 times. There's 10. There's a million yes out there. Oh, yeah. There's way more million yes than, well, than, than no. So the main thing this year is just to smile a little bit more and do more asking. That's all you can ask for. Uh, want not, ask not. And that's the way you see. Done. That's it. Thank you, sir. Good seeing you, man. It's so good all to see you. We'll stay connected this time, right? Thanks for joining us on the Spike Off the Water podcast where we chat to boaters about the boating lifestyle. Please follow us online at WeBeautifyBoats.com and subscribe to our newsletter so you can get a notification of all the new interviews. We look forward to seeing you all on the water and on our Instagram at Spike on the Water and at WeBeautifyBoats. See you on the water.